Oh, hello, hello. Welcome to the Coven Education Podcast. Let's talk hair. My name is Aras. I am your host. And today I'm going to get right into it. I want to talk about some red flags that deter clients from coming in. While this list could be a mile long, I wanted to, I may do a part two on this, but I wanted to touch on some of what I think are the most obvious, but what I'm realizing is that it's not so obvious to some people. And so I want to preface it with this, that as I read through some of these red flags, if you find yourself being guilty of this, please do not go to shame. Please do not go anywhere other than, okay, that was a nice little reality check. Let me shift. Or, okay, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm going to keep doing what I do. I'm cool with all of that, right? I always say I give my opinion, my perspective, take what works, leave what doesn't. But where we are as an industry, where consumer demand is, where the quote unquote competition, we have to step up our game and ensure that not only are we getting new clients, but that they're returning, right? Because your client retention rate is maybe, if not more important than your new client number. Okay. So I want to talk about some red flags. Uh, like I said, that I think are obvious, but maybe they're not. And if they are obvious to you, please don't come at me like, yeah, hey, we got obviously. Like there's some people who maybe don't know this, right? Um, and so again, it's just shining a light, shifting perspective, looking at it a little bit differently. So number one red flag that's going to deter a client from coming back is lackluster communication. This is silent sabotage. So from them reaching out to you to consultation, to booking, to day of, your communication with your client is going to be a key element in client retention. How are you responding to their inquiry? How difficult is it for them to book appointment? Do they have to jump through hoops to try to get to you? And let's say they finally do get to you. Unless your client requests a silent appointment, keep the conversation going. Now, I'm going to get heat for this because I understand that we are in a very diverse industry and some of you are just not chatty Cathy's. I'm not saying be a chatty Cathy. That just aged me big time, but that's beside the point. What I'm saying is keep the conversation going throughout the consultation, throughout the service. Make sure that your client is feeling seen and heard throughout the whole process. Keep them in the loop on what you're doing. I'm not saying over-explain. I'm saying communicate because if your communication with them from booking to the appointment to at-home maintenance to follow-up, if there is gaps or shakiness in that, that's likely a reason why a client might not come back because they don't feel connected to you. And the best way to connect to your client is through communication. So your solution could be to embrace communication like a professional. I'm not saying be their best friend. I'm not saying be their therapist. I'm not saying be a freaking talk show host with them, but embrace open communication. Greet them warmly, listen actively to what they're saying, explain your process, address their questions, ensure that they know what's going on. They know what's going on, what you're doing. They feel heard. And then even after the appointment, 
what their maintenance is, what their follow-up is. Keep the communication open. As soon as there's gaps in the communication or there's shakiness in the foundation of communication, this is a reason why clients might not come back. Again, maybe obvious to some of you, not so much to others. Number two is going to be inconsistent results. So if your client brings you an inspiration photo and their final result doesn't match that and you become a master salesman and it doesn't match, especially if you promise that it would, this is a red flag. So say they bring you a picture like, yeah, I could totally do that. Overpromised. And then underdelivered. Let's say it was very dimensional and you overfoiled. Let's say it was very icy and you went more gray. Let's say they want buttery blonde and you went gold. Whatever the case is. You told them you could do it and then you didn't. And then you tried to sell them on it. Red flag. Red flag. At the end of the day, they are paying us to do a service and they have expectations. So if those expectations aren't met and there's no communication about it before or after regarding the unmet expectation, your client's going to bounce. Why would she come back? She wanted ginger, you gave her copper. She wanted icy, you gave her gray, whatever the case is. Um, so giving having inconsistent results is a red flag for a client. Another example of an inconsistent result is, look, I'm not one for writing down formulas. I've talked about this in a lot of my classes. It makes me a lazy hairdresser. Um, I heard some other educators say that once and I was like, fuck, you're right. You are right. I'm not writing down formulas anymore. So when a client comes in and you did something and they loved it or whatever, let's say it's a root retouch and whatever, and it's different every time. After how many times are they going to be like, what the fuck? This is so inconsistent because you're not, you're not producing consistent results. So while I don't write down formulas, I will still write down what level I used on them last time. Or um, sometimes I will even write down the tone. I'm not depending on it, but I want to know, are they a six? Are they a five? And then I'll decide, do I need more ash? Do I need more gold? Am I going to go neutral? Um, but you give a client inconsistent result, that's going to be a red flag for them. So your solution is obviously strive for consistency by investing time in your education. If you have more on more than two or three occasions not been able to promise or deliver what you promised, there's a gap there, right? So invest in your education. Keep notes on your clients. Conduct thorough consultations and be realistic about what you can deliver. This is a big gap that I see um, just personally, I'm not saying you guys are all like this, but that, that we tell our clients we can do X, Y, and Z when we can't. And so that kind of goes back to the communication. Be honest, right? Uh, something I tell my clients a lot is inspo pics are great for inspiration. I'm not going to replicate or duplicate what you see there because you're not Mila Kunis. You're not Beyonce, right? Um, but the inconsistent results, big red flag for clients. Another one is time mismanagement. I love you guys. I'm a hairdresser too. And we give so much shit to our clients when they don't respect our time. How often are we respecting our clients' time? You might, but you might not. So time is very precious, especially in this day and age. And clients will notice when it's being mishandled. 
So running significantly late for appointments or rushing through an appointment um, can leave clients feeling very undervalued and disrespected. Big red flag. Huge. Especially if there's no communication. Remember, it all goes back to communicating with your client. Um, so it will absolutely make them feel disrespected. Huge red flag for them. So your solution is to embrace the art of time management. Um, book your appointments realistically. Ensure that you have sufficient time for each service, even extra for a social media photo shoot, maybe. And then most importantly, keep clients informed if there are any delays and always respect their time as much as you expect to for them to respect yours. Okay, big red flag. You are running late all the time or you're overlapping people or you're having to rush. And, oh, blue, oh, blue, I owe you a blow dry. They're not going to be cool with that. Clients are not going to come back. Okay. Number four, an unwelcoming atmosphere. This is so big. And I think it's not as prominent in suites. Most of us who are in suites, we know we have to kind of go above and beyond because it's just us and there's no other distractions. Um, but imagine a client walking into a salon with an atmosphere that's like as cold as ice, right? An unwelcoming ambiance. There's no friendliness. There's no greeting. They just walk in, sit in your chair. The staff is indifferent. There's a lack of genuine warmth. That can quickly discourage clients from returning. Clients are looking for an experience, not just getting their hair done at, at, at this time in 2023. They're looking for the full experience. If they just wanted their hair done, they'd go to Madison Reed. And no offense if you work at Madison Reed. Okay? But they would just go somewhere like that. Or they'd go to Sally's and buy their own color. They want the experience um, in a welcome atmosphere. So your solution is create and cultivate a very welcoming atmosphere that envelops your clients in comfort. And I watch you guys on the suites on Instagram. So many of you have beautiful spaces, friendly smiles. Like that's what clients want. That's what clients want. Um, just create a, create a positive salon culture that resonates with both your staff and your clients. If they're not having a, a welcoming experience, they're not going to want to come back. They're just not. And then lastly, uh, or not lastly, second to last, cleanliness and organization. This is big. I get it. We're artists. Sometimes things get messy. Um, and while it's understandable, a clean and organized environment is so imperative. I got called out by a client once. She's still a client of mine. Um, but I got called out and she basically was just like, yeah, your space is cute, but there's color bowls everywhere. She was right. She was like my last client of the day. There was probably five or six color bowls on my station. It was a mess. Called my ass out. I was like, God damn. That's not good. It's not good. So not only is it important to keep a clean and organized situation environment for a health and state board, but for clients, like imagine you open your drawer of round brushes and there's like dust and hair fucking sticking out of everything and clients see that. Clients see that. How are they going to feel? Like whose hair is that on? Why are you not? Aren't, aren't there rules here? Sanitation? Or if a client, client comes to you and like, for me, there's like five or six color bowls just stacked a whole slew of towels and clips and combs and just fucking messy, they're going to feel uncomfortable. That feels dirty, right? Um, so do your do your best to keep your space clean and tidy. Um, a dirty and messy salon is a sure way to guarantee that your client might not come back, especially if they're a little clean freaks, okay? And then lastly, this is the most important. Confidence is key. Um, 
As a colorist, when a client sits in your chair and they sense any kind of uncertainty from you, your clock is ticking, right? They're going to feel your uneasiness. They're going to feel your insurance. They're going to feel your lack of confidence if you're constantly asking others for reassurance or if you're kind of jittery or if you're all over the place or if you're not clear with communicating what you're going to do, what their hair is going to do, like that confidence. If it's not there, they're not going to want to sit in your chair for much longer. Even if they're happy with the result that you give them, clients come to us because we are the experts. So act like it. If your confidence with your coloring isn't there, if you're not in a place where you know exactly what the hair is going to do, you know exactly what your color line does, you know exactly what's going to happen, and you're going to predict accurately. If you're not there, the fundamentals can help you. Okay. If you guys don't know, I have the fundamentals course shop. It's an online workshop um, or an online course and a hands-on workshop hybrid. Uh, it's, I believe, 16 or 18 lessons. Each lesson has a hands-on activity to go with it. And it focuses on understanding the science, the chemistry, mathematical ways to formulate your strategy. Like everything that you need to become a master colorist is in that fundamentals course shop. And what that will do is boost your confidence in your formulation in being able to tell the client exactly what to expect, no surprises. So check out the fundamentals course shop. Um, I think that could absolutely be helpful for you, especially if there's any issues with confidence, okay? So I want you to know this, that recognizing these red flags is not a declaration of failure. It is actually an opportunity for growth. So I'm gonna ask that if at any of these, you're like, ah, oh, shit, that's me, or fuck, right? Address these issues head on and you will be on your way to creating an exceptional salon experience for your clients that will foster client retention and will attract new clients. So I encourage you, like I said, I can make a whole list of these, but these are like the big ones. Um, I encourage you to view these red flags as stepping stones towards excellence, okay? Your dedication to providing top-notch service coupled with your commitment to learning and improving is going to help you build success. Remember, every single client experience is important. Even if they've been a ride or die for decades or they're brand new, clients absolutely deserve the best version of us. And so what can we do to make sure that we're cultivating this beautiful experience for our clients and not just doing their hair? Um, Here's my request for you, because I think I'm going to make a part two. This is on a whim. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube or on the podcast, uh, wherever you are, leave a comment on what you think is a red flag. And tell me, are you a stylist or are you a client? What are some red flags that you think will deter clients from coming back to your salon? I hope this got your wheels turning. I hope you use this as encouragement, not like shame, uh, to create this beautiful client experience. Until next time, guys.